Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am very excited to have Mike Andrews with us. Mike is the author of The Influential Christian, Learning to Lead from the Heart. He has taught and preached in a number of churches across the country for over for the past 30 years. He retired as an engineer from the telecommunications industry after directing several research and development projects. In addition to his degrees in electrical engineering, Mike has a master's of divinity and a doctor of ministry. He's an ordained minister affiliated with the Churches of Christ. Welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, I just love the topic of your book. So can you give us a little brief synopsis of what exactly it's about? Um, It's about influence that is um, long-term influence, not just the the, the short-term kind that is so prevalent in our society today. You know, when people think about influence today, they often think about um, persuasion, marketing, sales, even coercion and manipulation. And, and, and that is a form, but it's a very short-term form, and it works very um, temporarily. And all of us, I think, want to have some kind of lasting influence and um, because we know what influence is like in our own lives when people connect together with us. And so what this is about is the kind of long-term influence that's based on connection, the kind of connection that we have heart-to-heart with people and how to develop that. And I think the best way to develop that is with skills of empathy. And so that's what the book focuses on uh, primarily is how to uh, develop empathy. Interesting. Okay. So first, can you define empathy? I think a lot of times people will confuse that empathy and sympathy. So how would you distinguish those? I, I view it as um, any time that we value another person's thoughts, feelings, experiences, relationships, we value who they are, and we um, encounter them with that value in mind. Uh, whether it's called empathy or sympathy, um, as long as we enter in with compassion, it probably doesn't matter too much what we call it. Um, so I don't really tend to make distinctions too much. I like the term empathy because it's a little bit broader. Gotcha. Okay. So um, why do you feel like this is particularly relevant for America right now? (laughs) Well, um, as as I've looked into this topic, the more I look into it, the more I really am convinced that the only way that we're going to bridge many of the divides that we have between us today, um, the kinds of polarization and oppositions and animosity that we have between people is if we take the initiative to encounter the other person where they are and not as, not as we assume they are. And, and that requires some form of empathy. And, and really, I think that's the only way that that's going to happen. And um, so I, I I think that's um, why it's important for us today, because I don't think there are any other approaches that are working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, and, because the world is so polarized right now, how do you feel like empathy can help us to begin to understand people with whom we disagree and maybe find common ground or a good relationship? It's, it's difficult, no matter how we do it, what we call it, whatever. Um, 
to, to um, move beyond the gaps that are between us is a difficult thing to do. And, and honestly, we can't wait for the other person to bridge that gap because in our society, uh, we are, um, um, people, we are encouraged to increase the gaps rather than decrease the gaps, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so in order to bridge those gaps, we have to be willing to take the initiative to move in the other person's direction. That's not always going to work well. Um, there are times when, when people are not going to reciprocate. And, but that doesn't mean it doesn't help. I think uh, empathy always helps. And we need those kinds of skills. Rather than assuming that there are some people who can do that and some people who just don't, um, right. that is one view of empathy, that it's kind of innate. You either have it or you don't. Um, I, I don't subscribe to that view. I think that people can develop it. It's kind of like a, developing a virtue where you move in the direction of something so that you can become more like that. And in a Christian framework, um, we allow the spirit to help us in that direction to move that way. So it becomes kind of like a spiritual discipline, like prayer or um, meditation or scripture reading or singing or things that put us in a position where God can work with us. I think empathy is a lot like that, particularly when, when we, when the goal of our empathy is to love the other person, Mm -hmm. then I think it becomes very much like that kind of, of um, virtue or spiritual discipline and, and God will help us move that way. But we, we've got to take the initiative and that's, what's hard. Um, Particularly with people who are used to talking, it's hard to begin listening. And, and the first step in empathy really is to value and listen to the other person. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in your book, you kind of break down some of the processes of what you should focus on step-by-step step with the Holy Spirit's help in order to begin to cultivate this. Yes. Um, I start off talking about what, what it kind of looks like, what a practice of uh, engaging in empathy looks like. And, and what it looks like is, is um, what you can think of as genuine presence, really, really being present with people. Mm-hmm. And also uh, really being trustworthy. Right. So I talk about that for a while. And then I uh, talk more about the individual skills that can be developed that move us in the direction of empathy. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell I'm, uh, I've had some preaching experience because my description of those skills is alliterative. It's a three point. Uh, <laughs> yep. of, uh, it's um, where we move in the direction of reception, right. reflection, and response. And just in a nutshell, uh, reception is when we, when we listen, when we learn to dialogue, when we learn to value the other person and understand where, where they're coming from so that we're not just wrapped up only in our own, own story, but we hear the other person's story. Right. And, and then reflection is when we um, uh, think about that and we look at the assumptions behind what we're thinking and, and look for where there's meaning, things that we can work on together. We um, quite often, uh, what we find is that uh, we and the other party that we have a disagreement with both really want the same thing. It's just that how we see uh, to get there is different. And then the third step um, is response, where we start to learn how to be responsive to people and responsible to people and to society. So those are those are the steps. And I think this book is uh, somewhat unique in actually providing some roadmap for how to um, get out there beyond ourselves and actually make some things happen. 
right. How to cultivate that. And so what would you say is the difference between just like a cognitive understanding of where somebody is coming from versus empathy? Um, well, empathy, I think, has a, a number of components. And, and one of them is our rational thinking, cognitive understanding of the other person's thinking. But it's also um, uh, an appreciation and uh, acknowledgement and recognition of the other person's emotional uh, content, what they are feeling. Uh, it all, even goes beyond those and, and um, enters into the relational uh, realm where we uh, have uh, some engagement with the other person. A lot of times when empathy is, is discussed, it's discussed uh, primarily from a, a, an, an emotional point of view um, and sometimes with a cognitive point of view, but, but seldom is it, is it discussed with both in view. And I think really those have to be balanced. Um, there's a, there's a, um, a balance between the cognitive and the affective or the emotional that we've got to keep. Otherwise, we end up um, if we're if the you know, if the um, uh, empathy that we're showing is too much on the emotional side, sometimes what we'll do is lose um, our notion of of self, and we'll get so wrapped up in the emotion or the other person that we um, don't distinguish between what we're feeling, what they're feeling, and uh, when it's too cognitive and not enough emotion, then it becomes actually sort of uh, manipulative. Um, in, in, in my book, I, I um, associate these different uh, aspects of, of empathy, uh, different extremes of empathy with some of the characters in the Peanuts uh, comic strip. And the most notable one is uh, Lucy, for example, who is, uh, she, she considers the other person, but only from a, um, a, a cognitive, rational point of view, not the emotional point of view. And she actually becomes manipulative manipulative and coercive in the process of doing that. And that's a good example of how empathy can kind of um, get too extreme in one direction or another. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I feel like from a Christian standpoint, we might maybe make an analogy between law and grace, sort of. Is there some, some of that there? I think I, I think there is that kind of tension or balance or um, combination of things together. Um, there's a number of combinations that work with empathy. Um, an, another balance that we have is the balance between our, our awareness of ourself and our awareness of the other person. Mm -hmm. So um, we don't get too um, absorbed in our own view of what the other person is going through, nor do we get so absorbed in the other person's view of what they're going through that we lose any sense of boundaries. So there's a number of tensions or, or balances here. And I like between law and grace, I think that's, that's truth and grace would be another per way of saying that perhaps um, right. that is, is a good way to balance it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that you bring that out of the idea of if you're too empathic in the emotional sense, you lose the sense of boundaries. I think there's a lot of people who work with others to try to help them, you know, people in counseling and people in, in those kinds of professions that can easily fall off into that other side and then learn how to create those boundaries so that they can be emotionally healthy in order to help others. So I, yeah. I see that. Um, in, in fact, in fact, because those boundaries are so important, there are some authors who actually claim that empathy is a bad thing. That, that people who exhibit empathy are actually uh, exhibiting sin in their lives because the way they view it is that it's only emotional and, they're, and, and only about the other person without boundaries and self-awareness. 
so that we lose our self-identity and we compromise our souls, our, ourselves uh, into the other person. And that's just an extreme form. It's not, it's not empathy in every, um, you know, manifestation of it. That's just an extreme distorted form of empathy that they're railing against. Yeah. Nearly everything. There's a balance. You have to, you could fall off one side of the horse or the other. So yeah, totally see that. Um, and how do you see empathy translating into influence, maybe for, from a leadership standpoint? Well, that's that's a, the perfect question for for the topic that I'm dealing with because influence, in its in its um, long term effects, has to do with connection, uh, connection between people, heart to heart kind of connection. And you know, connection is something that we all really we all crave down deep. Uh, we go about it different ways, but we all crave it. And, and so that's one of the reasons why this is so important. And empathy is really the quality that creates those connect connections. Okay. It's what causes us to engage with people and be in other people's lives and allow them into ours, to be open to other people so that they're also open um, to us. And together we can explore um, our relationship together. So empathy is kind of the foundation for how to make those connections. And the connections are what make influence last. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think about the people who have really been the most influential on your life, um, as I think about the people who have been influential in my life, they're the ones that I've connected with in some way. Um, there may not have been a strong intention on their part to connect with me, but I, I felt a connection with them. And therefore, in the end, really found myself wanting to imitate something about them, uh, to follow on with some of the things that they said, um, that they really had an impact on my life uh, yeah. because of that connection. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, people aren't going to listen to what you think until they know how much you care about them. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, and why is it helpful? I mean, I guess the hearing and valuing people's stories is sort of what, what transitions into that, that empathy of hearing where they're coming from so that you can actually make that connection and then kind of guide in a leadership standpoint, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our, our stories are, are really vital for this whole um, attitude, this whole approach. Um, but we have to remember that there's more going on than just our own story. Uh, in our society today, we are encouraged to share our own story. And that's, and that's important. That's really important. Mm -hmm. But if we're not hearing the other person's story, then we're just, kind of talking to the walls and uh, we're not really walking in the other person's shoes. We're just trying on, if we don't know what it's like for them to walk in their shoes, we're just trying on another pair of shoes. It's not, we're not really being empathetic. And so we have to hear people's stories. We have to appreciate them um, and really show an interest and a curiosity and value to them. Um, you know, there are a lot of uh, uh, tips and techniques for how to show uh, sympathetic or empathetic uh, attitudes to people, you know, like eye contact and, and, and moving forward and, and, and acknowledging what people say in that. But I heard one speaker say one time that if you're really interested in the other person, you don't have to worry about all those techniques, your interest will show. Right. And, and so, so it's really in our own heart that first we've got to be able to see how uh, we can value the other person. If we, if we don't, then, then nothing's, uh, going to happen. I, there's a, an expert um, uh, in um, mentoring, whose last name is Aguilar, who uh, made the point that um, if we don't value the other person, um, if, if we, 
we're never going to have an influence if we think the other person sucks. So, <laughs> True. Yeah, absolutely. It starts, it starts in our own hearts. I mean, do we value the other person? And, and that's where the dialogue, where the listening begins. Yep. Just like everything else, it all goes back to love, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. absolutely. So uh, what have I not asked you that you want to make sure that you leave with our audience? Oh, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question. I, I, I'm, I'm used to uh, uh, sort of um, just answering what people have to say. I, I guess one of the things that's prominent today is the notion of what it means to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. and, and the way a lot of people use that term, that's really not what we're talking about here. Right. Um, I'm not talking about here about um, imposing the way I see something on other folks or even selling it to them or persuading them. Yep. Um, what we're talking about here is engagement, um, a kind of engagement that we all really want to have uh, mm -hmm. and that we value when we know we've had it. Um, so it's, it's different. It's, it means uh, being uh, really present um, mm -hmm. and really trustworthy and, and there are a lot of elements to those things uh, that make that happen. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully uh, becoming more receptive uh, and more reflective on those relationships will help us in that direction. Yep, absolutely. So where can people go to learn more about you? Uh, the best, the easiest place is probably to my website, which is mwandrews.com, mwandrews.com. You can also find the book, um, on Amazon or um, independent bookstores, websites, um, most everywhere. Uh, it's the Influential Christian, Learning to Lead from the Heart. Awesome. So I will link to that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Mike, for joining us. Really appreciate your insight and your wisdom. Thank you. I've enjoyed this very much. Good. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you. So please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.